Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Arkansas has hit the halfway point of fall camp, 25 practices. Technically, really, it's 20 practices, and they've gone 13 because that last week is Georgia Prep Week, although they'll start Georgia Prep uh, coming up this week. We're going to dive into this depth chart a little bit, talk about some of the latest things that are going on uh, with the Razorbacks, maybe talk a little bit of recruiting, talk a little bit of basketball also, and uh, we got plenty of stuff to cover today. We'll get to your questions as well, all that more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know about our, our special offer. We got a two months for the price of, or excuse me, two months for one dollar deal right now. So uh, this is this is a really good promotion. You know, we run a, a, a bunch of different types of promotions. Sometimes we do a a fifty percent off. A lot of you guys took advantage of that fifty percent off for the whole year. You know, that one I think is a lot of people just kind of looking to be kind of pushed over the edge. Uh, have thought about the subscription a while, and then I think there's another group of you guys out there uh, who maybe you're looking for a reason, maybe want to find out what they're missing. And that's why we offer this two months for $1. I mean, $1 total. It's, it, what is that? 1.6 cents a day, 11 and a half cents a week, 12 cents a week. All right. 12 cents a week. You're going to get two months of hogsports.com. Um, and I think you're going to be really impressed with it. I mean, most of our people who come over, it's always like, wow, I didn't know that they, that you offered this. So Guys, if you like what we do on Drive Time for free, if you like the content we do here uh, on Hog Sports Live, Danny on Out of Bounds, all that stuff, and you want access to us 24-7 at 24-7 Sports, uh, then go sign up. A lot of people ask, you know, hey, how come? How can I donate to your Patreon? I don't have a Patreon. I have, I have hogsports.com, so you're going to get something great along with it. Right now, on this promo deal, we're third in the entire network behind Florida State and Georgia. I love when Arkansas is number one, and we've been one a lot of times. A lot of times when we run these promos, we're one, and I know other publishers throughout the country are like, what is Arkansas doing? How, why is Arkansas always at the top of this list? So we want to be number one on this again. Uh, I think we finished seventh on the last one, so a little bit disappointed not to finish one. And that's where Arkansas can be. I mean, if we can do it on this site – at Hog Sports and with 24-7 Sports and the CBS Network. If we can do it at Hog Sports, then Arkansas can do it. It just shows that there is a high level of passion from Razorback fans. If you do things right, you know, you're steadfast, you work hard at it, then you can take Arkansas to another level. And, and we're proof right here. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that we would be one of the top 10 sites in the 24-7 Sports Network at Arkansas. We don't have the market for it. But there we are. So, Sign up two two months for one dollar. H a w g sports dot com, hogsports dot com. 
There's no promo code or anything. You just go to the site. You'll see the you'll see the advertisement. So this is a this is the last one we'll probably do for a while, uh, but it's a great one. Again, we're talking about 1.6 cents a day here, and we'll be your da- your daily driver for Razorback news. I guarantee it. I guarantee you're going to end up checking Hog Sports first. That'll be the first thing you check every morning. You're going to like it. You're going to be happy you did it. All right. Of course, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Sorry for the long intro today, but that promo is important to us. We want to make sure we get it out to people. There's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already and interact with the video. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the video. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a like there. Hit the notifications bell after you hit subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload a new video and also interact. Share the content with somebody else. Grassroots it. Help it get out there. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and leave us a five-star rating if you like the content and leave a review also uh, so people know what you think about the show. Definitely helps the algorithm, helps boost our channel. Also available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks also to our subscribers who have been with us, who supported us for so long, who make us one of the top sites in 24-7 Sports Network. We're not able to do it without you. We just want some more of you to come join them, join the party. That's all. All right, everybody, let's jump right into this. Let me clean up this. People say I look like a NASCAR with all the promo stuff. (laughs) All right. There we go. Nice and clean. All right. So we mentioned that Arkansas has passed the mid, the midpoint and you know, what they're trying to instill with this group is really, you know, mental toughness, physical toughness that's going to follow the mental toughness. Sam Pittman has said before that he thinks that they're in good condition. It's just their mind blocking them. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of science that says that your mind puts limits on what you're actually capable of doing to protect you, really. Um, and you got to get over that. And there's ways to get over that. There's exercises. And it looks like Pam, uh, Sam Pittman has read up on that. And, uh, and that's been their philosophy. Mental toughness will lead to physical toughness. Uh, getting in good condition. And that's what really these first few weeks have been about. Uh, they're not worried about their legs or anything like that. They're just kind of worried about making sure that uh, they get in great condition, physical toughness, a blue-collar attitude. You've heard that talked about a lot, having that blue-collar mentality. Uh, so that's what they're trying to instill. And then this coming week, we got uh, there's a late practice tonight. It's actually, I think, like 7 o'clock tonight. Pittman's available at night 930. So a little bit earlier than, than 7. So a very late practice. But what they're going to do next week, they'll probably Saturday hold a light scrimmage, okay? Like a half scrimmage, half thud up type of thing. Not a full-scale 120, you know, play scrimmage, but a light one. And the next week they'll start in on Georgia prep. They haven't really touched on that. Now, they've probably done some game planning stuff with the coaches over the summer, I'm sure. So they got a kind of an idea of what they want to get accomplished. But they'll start with that two weeks of game planning and also, you know, working on themselves, working on Arkansas. You don't want to overdo it. Really about a week and a half is about as much time as you want to spend on a, on a on opponent, you know, consecutively. I'm sure that they have done some stuff really, you know, maybe worked it in where you didn't really know. Because, I mean, if you go back, I remember Bobby Petrino would do this a lot, is they would work on their first three opponents, you know, at some point in camp early on. Just a little bit of stuff. So when they when they got to game week, you know, they it was kind of like a review in a sense. So I'm sure that they've done some of that. At the same time, it's a tricky year. You may not have the luxury of doing all that because you've got so much to – 
really instill and install in these players. Razorback's sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the vibe that you get from from most every player. Again, you know, our access has been limited in terms of what we what we've been able to do in practice. But you know, you've, you've been able to talk behind the scenes. There's you know, there's parents, there's friends, there's you know, other people that you have connections with over the years, and you're able to kind of see what things are like. And I can say from the the practices that I've been able to observe, I've been to all all the open practices so far. Uh, there does seem to be I don't know. It's like a, a fluidity of it. I, I always say that, you know, Chad's practices seem just a little chaotic to me, just everybody kind of scrambling around. Uh, and there's just more, I don't know the word to describe it, but it's more intentional. And possibly part of that is not having music. They don't play music at practices. Uh, but also, you know, talking to these guys, you know, in Zoom and talking to other people around the program, there's just – it's just a little bit different in terms of how players talk about each other privately, how they talk about the team privately. I mean, there's all kinds of things that I remember from Chad Morris's first year that just that didn't sound quite right to me. And it's probably my fault for just thinking a lot of it was sour grapes from players that were leaving the program or not just players, but, you know, other people in the program or players that were considering leaving the program. I mean, there was some things you don't like to hear. I don't hear those things right now. I don't know. I just I feel like it's a little bit different. And, I'm not again, don't confuse me and say that Arkansas is going to win a bunch of games or something. But I've said before, let's talk about not embarrassing Arkansas, not embarrassing the state, the school, the symbol of the Razorback. Make, you, make, make people proud. Show up and fight, finish games, and then if you do that, you're going to win a couple. And if you win a couple, then I think you probably would have won three of the non-conference games. And five wins, that probably would have been a pretty good step in the right direction. Arkansas still searching for answers at tight end. I think part of this is manufacturing competition to motivate Hudson Henry, who is not a returning starter, but is most likely the starter. I mean, he's the most talented guy. You just you got to make sure somebody pushes him. And uh, But, I mean, at the same time, I know they're thin there. They've tried – Eric Thomas there, who came to Arkansas as a defensive end, moved to linebacker, moved to tight end, now moved back to linebacker. You know, Blaine Toll has kind of done the same thing. Blaine Toll came to Arkansas, recruited as a defensive end, put it tight end, moved to defensive end, and now moved back to tight end. And now they've done that with Marcus Henderson. Marcus Henderson, day one, was at guard. Then he was at left tackle. I think he's kind of viewing him as a left tackle of the future. But he's a guy that I think you can you can move to tie it in this year because if, are you more likely to play as the backup left tackle? Left tackle doesn't come off the field very much. Or are you more likely to play as the backup tight end? And Kendall Browse has had a 400-pound tight end before at Baylor. Now Marcus Henderson goes about 283, so he's a little bit lighter even for an offensive lineman. But maybe the left tackle of the future for Arkansas – but this year, it might make sense to play him at tight end. He has done some of that in high school. So that's kind of an interesting development uh, that has happened here lately and the last guy to take reps at tight end. Something to keep an eye on. Wearing number 83. Nobody knew who he was. Everybody's like, that's a big tight end over there. There's a lot of talk this week about the offensive line, how it might shake out. And we're going to get into to the depth chart in that in a minute. But um, – They've been – they're at the point now where we're going about two weeks, right? We're going about two weeks in, and you want to make sure you have that offensive line pieced together where 
the center is comfortable playing next to the guy who's left guard and right guard. All right, the left guard position has been a little bit sketchy. They've tried a lot of different guys there. It's very unsettled. Left tackle seems in good shape with Myron Cunningham. Left guard, sketchy. We'll go over that in a minute. Center feels pretty solid now with Ricky Stromberg, and I like changing it up. Nothing dramatically against Ty Clary, but it was time to try somebody else at center. Maybe Clary works out at the left guard spot. That would be fine. Right guard, feeling pretty confident about Bo Limmer. Right tackle, um, going to be either Dalton Wagner or probably uh, Noah Gatlin, one of those two guys. Another guy to, to keep an eye out for is Brady Latham also, really at every spot. They've kind of worked him everywhere. It's a guy that wasn't really highly recruited, but when he came on campus last year, his name started popping up very early as a guy that just needs to add strength and could be a player for him. You know, he, he's always reminded me from the start of Wade Grayson. You know, Wade Grayson was another guy that was kind of underappreciated but it seemed like every time we went to a practice, Wade Grayson was getting in a fight, usually with DeQuinta Jones. And Brady Latham gets into a lot of fights, leads the team in fights, according to Sam Pittman last night. All right, the puzzle on, in the passing game is starting to come together also. Piece one was adding guys like Traylon Burks and Trey Knox to go with Mike Woods, who started as a true freshman in 2018. And then you had Knox and Burks in 19. You know, Burks, was, Burks had some injuries, really wasn't, in the lineup, or wasn't really wasn't you know gone to as much as he should have, but I believe he had a, a head injury, a concussion. He missed a couple of games. Trey Knox missed a game, but Knox had the, a hip pointer. If you go back and look at Knox's numbers, if I have them somewhere, where are they at? All right, so he had a three-game stretch from week two to week four last year before he was sidelined for the Texas A&M game. All right. And in that first game is when he took a shot on his hip, okay? And it just got progressively worse all the way up to that A&M game. But he had, in those three games, 20 catches for 261 yards with two touchdowns. That was against Ole Miss, Colorado State, and San Jose State. He got five passes for 58 yards in the next two games. And then he finished the year with just two catches for 28 yards in the final five games. Two catches for 28 yards and was a starter. So I'm anxious to see what he can do healthy. There's been a lot of positive talk about him, run after the catch type of stuff that we didn't see a whole lot of last year, mainly thought of kind of as a jump ball guy. Traylon Burks we know is going to touch the ball a lot of different ways. So that was the second piece of the puzzle. First, you know, you got Mike Woods. Second, you brought in those two wide receivers. Third, you bring in a quarterback like Felipe Franks, who, again, may not be an all-SEC quarterback. And that's fine. It would be great if he was, but if he's average, if he's an average quarterback, then you've taken a big step in the right direction because Arkansas just hasn't had that. But he's a guy that's thrown for 4,420 career, career passing yards, 37 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and was 13-3 and and three as a starter the past 1.2 seasons before he was lost for the year in the third game with a dislocated ankle. So that's the next part. And then, of course, the final piece, hopefully – for Arkansas, is adding Kendall Browse. Now, you need other things to work out. The offensive line has to be shored up, and, you know, you hope that you have that with Sam Pittman and Brad Davis on board. But when you look at what Kendall Browse has done, uh, in 2015, as OC at Baylor, they led the Big 12 in total offense with 616.2 yards a game. That's that's not a typo. That's 616.2 yards a game. It's not a flub. And scoring offense, 48.1 points per game. 
And then even in 2012, or excuse me, uh, 2016, when really the program was being dismantled, you all remember that, uh, they still ranked third in the Big 12, 522.7 yards a game, and fourth in points, 34.6. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So you fast forward to 2017 at Florida Atlantic. They were first in Conference USA in total offensive yards, 498.4, and points, 40.6. And then the next year in 2018 in Houston, they were third in total offense, 512.5 yards per game, and first in scoring offense, 43.9. And then last year at Florida State, this is kind of viewed as a year was like, what happened here? And we've gone over that in the last video, I believe we talked about Florida State's offensive line being ranked 129 out of 130 schools on pro football focus. But the Seminoles still averaged 47.1 yards more per game and a touchdown more per game than they did in the previous season. They're still pretty middle of the pack in in, in the ACC. So it wasn't like exemplary, but it was still uh, a, a marked uh, improvement from the previous year. So – He's moved around a lot. That's obvious. Baylor, FAU, Houston, Florida State, four places in four years. That's a lot of moving around. From what I hear from people who know Kendall Browse is that he's surprised by how much he liked Northwest Arkansas and sees himself being here a long time. I mean, like it would have to take like probably a head coaching job from the sound of things. So he seems really happy here for a guy that's moved around a lot. And, I mean – I can understand that. I mean, you don't want to move around so much. I mean, there's a video I did a while back just about how much it must, you know, suck at times to be a coach because you're moving so often. And then finally, when you do get the head coaching job, you know, after four years, you're ridiculed on message boards and on Twitter and, and you're fired and sent packing. And then you get a job with Nick Saban as an analyst. <laughs> I mean, that's the life of a, of a coach. All right, let's jump into – How's our traffic doing here? Oh, good. Almost 200. So, Arkansas Razorbacks projected depth chart. We're going to go over just a little bit of this, but I just wanted you to know I went three deep everywhere. Obviously, Felipe Franks, KJ Jefferson, Malik Hornsby at quarterback. Rakeem Boyd, Traylon Smith is a guy that we've heard a lot about. And then Amante Spivey is who I have as a third back, although you can't just say, you know, it's just going to be him. I think there could be situations when Josh Oglesby gets healthy again. You know, he's a 10, 400-meter guy that you could put him in uh, situations. And then maybe Dominic Johnson for other reasons, other situations, because he goes about 6'1", 240. We know he's broken off a couple of long runs recently in scrimmages. 
Maybe he ends up being a goal line type of guy. Uh, but Amante Spivey is also a possibility there. But the guy that we're really intrigued with, I think, is Traylon Smith. We know what Arkansas is going to get out of Rakeem Boyd, but Smith brings a, a different dynamic to the table. Shifty, spin move, really got all the juke moves, all that stuff. Wide receiver, no secret. Trey Knox, Mike Woods, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks in the slot at 6'3", 233, which is rare. Behind them, you probably say your next three wide receivers are Devion Warren, TJ Hammonds, and Tyson Morris. Tyson Morris, um, he's also been a little bit banged up, but uh, is out there. He's good to go. But uh, and and Sam Pittman said that he yesterday on his uh, on his Sam Pittman live his radio show that uh, Tyson Morris has really impressed him. And then mentioned TJ Hammonds and Devion Warren the other day also. The, the interesting thing about it is you go six five six three six one with your starters, and then the next group is going to be six one five ten and five ten. So you you definitely get a little bit shorter. Some other guys to watch: Karsh Garner, Kendall Catalan, Darren Turner. Quillen Jackson, maybe a few other guys to watch. But I think that first six is starting to kind of come together. The guys that you're going to travel and stuff, Knox, Woods, Burks, Warren, Hammonds, and Morris, I would say. All three of your uh, all three of your backups are going to be seniors, by the way. Tight end, we talked about that a little bit. Hudson Henry, maybe Marcus Henderson, maybe Blake Kern, maybe Blaine Toll, maybe Colin Sutherland. But I think it'll be Hudson Henry when everything shakes out. I mean, he's too talented as a catcher. They want him to get more physical, blocking, and stuff like that. And that's That happens. But you can't deny what he can bring to the table as far as a receiver. Left tackle, Myron Cunningham. Left guard, I'm penciling in Luke Jones, although Shane Clennon, Ty Clary have all worked there. Brady Latham has worked there. Uh, Ricky Stromberg is is my center, backed up by Ty Clary, Austin Nix. Bo Limmer can also snap. Shane Clennon can snap. Bo Limmer at right guard, who Jonathan Marshall says is probably the second strongest guy on the team. is just a redshirt freshman. Ryan Winkle backing him up, a guy that I think has got a future at Arkansas. Jalen St. John behind him, a guy that needs to lose weight. Jalen St. John's legs are as big as, as big as my chest. I mean, this is this is his thigh right here. Huge person. Got to drop a little bit of weight, though. Dalton Wagner or Noah Gatlin at right tackle and then Brady Latham. Brady Latham, I mean, could end up being a backup at a couple of spots. Defensive line, we've heard nothing but great things about Julius Coates the whole time. A guy that probably doesn't have to come off the field. He's listed at 6'6", 289. Matteo Soli, 6'4", 235. I would say Julius Coates is about this much taller. About that much taller in in reality. I mean, he is a big human being. Dorian Gerald at the other side, 6'3", 265. Then Jonathan Marshall and Xavier Kelly, projected starters on the interior. That's senior, 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 senior. Senior, 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 junior. Coates is a, is a, a redshirt junior, technically. So somebody said the other day, what I mean, what are they going to do when all these guys leave? But – I mean, they could all come back because none of them would lose a year of eligibility this year. <laughs> then I've got Eric Gregory and Matteo Soli as the backups. Zach Williams is in that mix, too. I would say those three guys are all in the mix to be backups at defensive end. And then i got Marcus Miller and Isaiah Nichols as my backup defensive tackles. Nick Fullwider, Torian Carter behind them. Could be a mix of a, a lot of different guys. Maybe Andy Boykin gets in there. Linebacker, the scariest position on the team. Definitely the scariest position on defense. I mean, what happens if Bumper Pool has to come out? It's a little scary. 
Bumper Pool working at middle linebacker after previously working at weak side linebacker in his career. And then you've got Hayden Henry starting at weak side linebacker right now. And then if they go to a 4-3, I think it would be Deion Edwards as a, as a Sam linebacker. It's possible you also go maybe shift it around, move Grant Morgan in there at, uh, at you know, Mike, move Bumper to Will and move Hayden to, to Sam. But that's a lot of moving guys around for, for no reason, really. Levi Draper. He's a guy that could possibly emerge as a starter at some point. I mentioned Grant Morgan, uh, Zach Zymos, and Andrew Parker uh, behind those guys. So, linebacker's a scary position group. I, I think that they're going to be okay, maybe even like average by SEC standards on the defensive line. But linebacker is going to be subpar this year. And if they get an injury, holy cow. Secondary, I think, also has a chance, you know, to be in that average conversation, be a lot better. Uh, I really like what's happened so far at cornerback with Jerry Jacobs. I mean, it seems like every day Jerry Jacobs gets brought up. Uh, I know that Monteric Brown has a lot of capability. So they got Monteric at Brown at Monteric Brown at boundary corner or right corner. I mean, they're not always going to be able to flip flop those guys. They got Jerry Jacobs at field corner or left corner. Nickelback Greg Brooks, who's up to 185 pounds. You can tell he's a little bit bigger. Now, all this stuff can shift around so much. You go to safeties, and you've got Jalen Catalan at strong safety, Joe Fouché at the boundary safety. Uh, then you got Miles Mason and Miles Slusher backing them up, Micah Smith, Simeon Blair behind them. Again, this is my projected depth chart. This is just projected. This is not an official University of Arkansas depth chart. Um, Jarquez McClellan probably working backup nickel, uh, backup field corner. Ladarius Bishop, I would assume, is at boundary corner. This is a lot of assuming here. Devin Bush, maybe Malik Chavis, Ja'Cory Turner as a third group. A lot of assumptions there. Just kind of based on what we've seen in the past, what we've heard also, what we've seen a little bit in practice. Special teams, A.J. Reed, starting kicker, hit a 52-yarder in practice, backed up by Matthew Phillips, who also hit a 52-yarder. This was in the scrimmage Saturday. Both those guys went 4-5 on field goals. Uh, George Caratan, there's been very pleased with him. Looks like he's going to unseat Sam Loy as the starting punter, just based on what we're hearing. Jordan Silver returns as a long, long snapper. And we've got Traylon Burks and Devion Warren, punt returning, or kickoff returning and punt returning. Uh, I could possibly see Jalen Catalan maybe getting a look at punt returner, but that's that's pretty much what I've got. And I've got I go into a lot of detail on why I you know picked this this way and what we're hearing on 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 that way and, and things like that. So um, that's just kind of kind of how I see things playing out. Arkansas is currently ranked 21st in the country, changing gears a little bit in recruiting. Nice ranking, eighth in the SEC. This is after coming in 30th last year. They've actually got the number nine ranked recruiting class in the country for the 2022 class because they have three commitments. That's pretty early. The latest being Keetron Jackson. Now, they have 19 commitments technically, but you also have to consider Jaqueline Crawford counts ahead to the class of 2021, who is on campus already. He counts against the 85, and then he'll count ahead against the class of 2021 in recruiting. So technically 20 commitments right now. Keetron Jackson being the latest one. This is a guy that, I mean, Arkansas really went to battle for this guy. This is a guy that grew up like in Texas, from the state of Texas, came down to Arkansas and Texas, and Arkansas won out. Congratulations, Justin Stepp. This is another, this is your fifth four-star wide receiver commitment in three classes. Number five. This is a guy who had, you name it, 
Auburn, Alabama, of course, Arkansas. We mentioned Texas, Baylor, LSU, Mississippi State, Ohio State, Nebraska, Penn State. I mean, I could keep going. Texas A&M. Big-time wide receiver target. Number 150-ranked player in the entire country overall. Number 25 in Texas. 6'2", 186. Nice pickup. This is a guy that a while back, a month and a half ago or so, all the crystal balls flipped. Not all of them. Most of them flipped to Texas. A lot of them were Arkansas. Then it was kind of 50-50, and then everybody suddenly Texas. This is after a virtual visit to Texas. And then around September 1st or so, it all just kind of flipped back to Arkansas. So great job recruiting by the staff. It's a big-time player out of Texas that Texas wanted. I think we had a question about that maybe last week or the week before. So good stuff. Danny West has updated the Big Red board for offense. So you can go on there. This is one of our VIP features where Danny will list like all the players at a specific position, say running back. You know, it's all offense and all defense. Uh, but he'll list them all in a chart. Uh, he'll put a little icon if there's an updated news with the player. You got your height and weight, the style of running back. Is an all-purpose back? Is he, you know, a big back, whatever? Uh, and then his interest level. You know, we list hog if they're committed. Then we list, you know, hot, warm, and cold. And then we also have a trend, whether it's trending up or down with the prospect. And then, of course, you know, there's uh, some text after that where he goes into detail about why he thinks this. And then, of course, we're going to list the projected 2021 scholarship distribution, uh, you know, for those spots to kind of get an idea of how that player might fit in, where Arkansas is thin and where they aren't. So this is a great VIP feature that Danny does and updates regularly. He updated uh, both the big red board for offense and defense uh, this week and there is some movement there is some change now Arkansas is getting tight on on spots uh, but he's also moved ahead and gone with the 2022 recruiting uh, board for quarterbacks so he'll start releasing that piece by piece but right now uh, the quarterback uh, list is out he's got five quarterbacks that Arkansas uh, is actively recruiting that are also reciprocating interest. So you can see where uh, he feels that Arkansas stands in that and again you know you can sign up right now for one dollar and get the site for two months. That's through the end of October, into November, into November. <laughs> so that's a, that's a pretty good bit of, of time for uh, 11 and a half cents a week. Gabe Brooks, it's not just me and Danny and Curtis Wilkerson, who's our new guy who's doing a great – why do you see how Curtis Wilkerson covers basketball? Great addition to the site. But we've also got, you know, other guys like recruiting analyst Gabe Brooks. Steve Wiltfong also wrote Arkansas-specific stories. Our national director of recruiting, Gabe Brooks, does the regional for Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma. But he, he did a breakdown on two recent Arkansas commitments in their first games, Kewan Parker uh, out of Booker T. Washington in Oklahoma. They had a 15-13 win over Dell City. Uh, but he just kind of breaks down how he performed what his thoughts were, uh, the way he played and all that stuff, how he looked in press and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then Javion Hunt, uh, who uh, is committed to Arkansas running back, who had a 41-26 win. He had 21 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but but Gabe breaks down just, you know, what he saw out of him and um, just how he performed and stuff. So those are good reads also at Hog Sports. Curtis says, reset Arkansas's basketball recruiting for the 2021 recruiting class. So you can see where things stand with several prospects right now. Just the latest, just a breakdown on all the latest happenings uh, with each of these prospects. So um, Arkansas has got a couple of scholarships available right now for the 2021 class. 
40% of players transfer <laughs> on college rosters. So there could be another one definitely open up. I mean, you had a couple in this last one also. He's also got Arkansas. He's broken down here. This is really great. He's broken down Arkansas's projected lineups and how he thinks the rotation will go. For those who don't know Curtis, Curtis – uh, was a former NAIA coach. Uh, he's worked for busting practice brackets, prep hoops. He's also uh, got a degree and has worked in sports medicine, in football, baseball. He's been an assistant coach in basketball and was the interim head coach at an NAIA school uh, for a year or for a period of time uh, as a coach. So he's got a really diverse background and knows what he's talking about when it comes to Razorback athletics, or excuse me, when it comes to basketball. He's also doing a great job in football too. I mean, he's very well-rounded in, in all the sports and he's going to cover baseball for us too. But uh, just uh, I think he's done a fantastic job um, jumping into basketball so far, recruiting, and just kind of breaking things down from um, just a guy that's got a real good knowledge of, of the game. So we're happy to have Curtis Wilverson, another perk at hogsports.com. All right, everybody, let's jump into your questions. I'm not even sure how long we've gone here. About 30 minutes. It's a good time to start going into questions. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you, of course, about our promo, our two-for-one deal. You're going to like that you signed up, okay? So this is the last chance. It ends at 10.59 p.m. tonight, okay? Thursday, September 10th, 10.59 p.m. So get in before that. You get two months for a dollar. It breaks down to 1.6 cents a day, 11.5 cents a week. Build it just $1 to get all of our access, all of our VIP message boards, the Razor Edge, the Razor's Edge, all of our content, all of the content across the 24-7 Sports Network, all of our other features. I mean, I recommend, I tell people, just hit all the buttons and see what they do. Um, you're going to be pleased. That Razor's Edge message board, I think, is a, is one of the more underrated aspects of the site. In the month of December, it was the number one trafficked site uh, message board in the entire 24-7 Sports Network. So it's a great community of like-minded hog fans. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we don't. But we're all like-minded, and we all have a, you know great conversation that you really just doesn't happen other places. Not the way that we do it. Been doing it for 17 years, and there's a reason that we've been in business like that for so long. Okay, sign up. Also, plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live, of course. You can tune in on. YouTube, be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already on Facebook Live and also hit the notifications bell after you subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a like on both of those. Comment, interact, th throw us a frown face if you want to throw us a frown face, a laugh face, a heart, whatever you want. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have a, a five-star rating from you and a review. Just chime in, say something nice real quick. Anytime somebody searches for Arkansas Razorbacks, the channels that get a lot of interaction, get a lot of five-stars reviewed, get bumped up. So it helps us out a lot for you to do that. Um, I know I'm asking a lot for you. I'm asking you to subscribe. I promise you're going to be happy you did. I'm asking for a five-star review. If you don't want to do it, don't. you don't have to. But if you think you might like it, I think, uh, I think you will. So go on there and check us out. All right, moving right along. Let's get to questions. Finally, Facebook has fixed the deal with questions, but we're going to get to we're going to get to our people at Hog Sports first, our VIP subscribers. See if we got any questions here. Houston Nutburner says, "How the tables turn? We have a starting quarterback taking, and our Week One opponent does not. <laughs> yeah, Georgia doesn't have a, a name. You know, I mean, I think we're all pretty confident it's going to be Felipe Franks at Arkansas, but Georgia, who knows? 
Who knows? They had some some drama with their quarterback situation. I mean, JT Daniels, is he even going to be ready? Is he, I don't know if he's been cleared at last I checked. Hogzilla says, hey, Trey, if you were coaching linebackers, what would be the first fundamental you would you would hit? The first fundamental. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I would say, first of all, you got to be tough as a linebacker. You got to learn how to shed blocks. You got to learn how to keep people off you. I mean, it's important. I played linebacker in high school. Um, you know, it's in- important, obviously, to – you know, have good balance, get low. Um, but you got to be able to keep people off of you. You got to be disciplined. You can't take false steps. You take a false step, you get blocked. So it's to me, a lot of it is, and it, this kind of goes back to what Sam Pittman, uh, excuse me, Brett Bielma used to say. Um, in his mind, like a middle linebacker needs to be a guy. You lock everybody on the team in a room and, you know, basically tell them they have to fight for their lives. And the guy that walks out should be your middle linebacker. You know, he'd be the guy that you don't want to meet in an alley. And I don't know if Arkansas has a guy like that. Bumper might be the closest thing, but you got to be you got to be tough, hard-nosed, stout guy that can can lay the wood. And I don't know if that's something that you teach fundamentally. I think I think that and people I've heard people say all this stuff all the time like why don't you move, you know, Jashad Stewart to linebacker? First of all, I think Jashad Stewart was born to be an end. He has one speed it's 100 miles an hour. That doesn't necessarily fit for a linebacker. I think linebackers are born. I think a middle linebacker is born. I mean, he's just got the instincts. He loves to hit. He loves to be physical. He's got a lot of energy. He's a leader. That's my opinion on it. But fundamentally, I mean, you gotta you got to keep blockers off of you. you got to have discipline. You can't take false steps. Mountain Hog says, what happens with Sam Pittman's contract? contract when he wins five games this year how does that affect our ability to hold on to Odom and Browse? I mean I mentioned I think I think I think Odom first of all he would probably have to leave for like a head coaching job like a you know, maybe maybe on the major college level I know that he turned down one uh, head coaching job in the group of five but I think I think he would probably at least stay at Arkansas a couple of years and maybe longer than that Browse, I mentioned earlier, I think that there's a lot of reasons to think that he will stay at Arkansas. I mean, it might take the same kind of thing, a big head coaching job, but I think Browse is intrigued with what he can do at Arkansas. I think both of them stick around for minimum another year and maybe more. And as far as Pittman's contract, if he wins five games, usually it's not the first year where you revise the contract. It's the second year, and it's like automatic. People always are complaining like, why did so-and-so get an extension? What's he's done? I mean, and it's just – it's how it works in all of college football. You get a bump of like a half million dollars and an extra couple few years added to your contract. Just the way it goes. I think Brett went from – what did he go from? $3 million to $3.6 or something like that. It's been a while. But if Chad Morris had been retained, he probably would have got a new contract. As crazy as that sounds. As crazy as that sounds, just kind of how it's structured. Brady Mitchell says, we know the top two running backs in this table. Who do you say is a third guy by game day? You know, if Oglesby is good to go, then he's had a bit of a setback, then I could see it being him. I think it'd probably be a Monte Spivey. You really need three. I mean, you need two, but you've got to have a third ready to go because they get banged up. Shivers45 says, Trey, in your opinion, due to the lack of depth and experience at linebacker on defense, 
do you think guys like Sully, Zach Williams, John Stewart could be a second linebacker in a 4 scheme? They seem to be big enough and fast enough to play the position in a more obvious running situation. Good question. I think I answered it right before you got there, Shivers. Shivers45 also says, also Marcus Henderson playing tight end is exciting to me because the late great Jason Peters played some tight end. I think you could put him in the goal line and red zone situation, throw a critical pass. What do you think? I think, he could, I think it could work out with him there. I think he provides, you know, an intriguing if, – if nothing else, he's a six offensive lineman for you. If nothing else. I say continue him on there if, it, if you think it might work because, I mean, again, I think he's probably one of your better players, not maybe one of your top 11 players. But in that next group of 22, he's in there from what we're understanding. And the left tackle doesn't come off the field except for maybe at the very end of game. So maybe – let him work at tight end. I don't think that's an awful decision. You're more likely to play as a backup tight end than the backup left tackle. WPS 1987 says, will this team fight? What happens if Georgia beats us? Good. Will they come back and fight against Miss State? It's a great question. I mean, what happens when you're you're taught all this stuff, you buy in, you have belief, and then you just get destroyed and nothing's really changed in the first game? That's going to be – a big piece of the puzzle. I think that's where some of the experience with the coaches comes into play. I think that's where caring about what happens to your head coach. I've said this many times, but the fact that Chad Morris's last game was 35 to seven at halftime against Western Kentucky in Fayetteville just shows that the players did not give a damn if he came or went. They didn't care. They weren't willing to fight for him. So we'll find out if they're willing to fight for Pittman if something like that happens. If Georgia comes out, and I mean, Georgia's got a lot better team. They could really, I mean, they could they could put it on Arkansas possibly, especially if Arkansas's not ready to play. So what happens that next week? Because that's a winnable game. ESPN FBI even has Arkansas winning on the road at Mississippi State. Even has them winning that one. So it's a great question and a, an important thing to look at because, I mean, they let go of the rope last year. The year before that, they obviously – I mean, I've never seen a team that didn't want to be at a place more than when I was in Columbia. And they just got drubbed. 30, was it 30 to nothing? They just didn't care. It was raining, cold. They just didn't give a damn. It's true. Hawk Savage says, what are your feelings on the media situation with being allowed to see a small piece of practice when no one else in the conference is? However, you're limited on what you can say about practice. It seems like a pretty tough deal. It is tough, Hawk Savage. Uh, you know, so much I want to – like. You say somebody's missing, obviously, but I can understand at the same time nobody else in the SEC is allowing media practices. So to have it with the caveat of not being able to report basically a roll call. And with the timeout that we're out there anyway, being out there for, you know, 15, maybe 20 minutes, that's not enough time to like really observe and come away with an idea of how somebody looks, how somebody moves, you know, what I think of this drill, what I think of what this guy's doing, who might be lining up as a starting offensive line. There's not enough time to do that and take a roll call of 120 players. Just there's not. There's not enough time. So I can appreciate from the university side because we're in this pandemic and you are going to have a lot of players missing from every team. I mean, you just show up to a game and they'll be like, whoa, where's so-and-so? You know, that's that's kind of how it'll be in a lot of cases. So um, you don't want to be 
an arm of the university as a media person. I think that's why it's important. Like, I think that's why people prefer the media. Not that the university doesn't do a good job promoting itself. They do, but you want an independent source and which is what we consider ourselves to be the number one independent source on Razorback sports and recruiting. But for this situation, I can understand. I mean, the other option is just not go to practice at all. That's the other, that's the other deal. (laughs) Just no, just no practice. So we're playing ball for now anyway. I mean, that's, I think that's all we can do, but yeah, it's not ideal. None of this is ideal. It's not fair to anybody. Shivers45 says, Trey, if Arkansas could win one game this year, who would you want it to be against? I'd say Texas A&M. We have been so close so many times. I would say Auburn. (laughs) Yeah, I would say Auburn. Hog43 says, quick fire, which player coach will have the bigger impact this season, Julius Coates or Jerry Jacobs? That's a good question. Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Coates, even though both of those guys seem like great additions so far. Traylon Burks or Rakeem Boyd? Man, these are great, Hog43. I'm going to say Boyd just because he's a running back. He's going to touch the ball more. But I think both of them are going to have great seasons for Arkansas. Jalen Catalan or Monteric Brown, another great one. I'm going to go with Monteric. I think that he has, you know, maybe a little bit more experience. Trey Knox or Mike Woods? I'll go with Knox there, although I think Woods will probably surprise a few people too. Kendall Browse or Barry Odom? These are great questions. I mean, I think Kendall Browse might make a little bit more of an impact. I don't know. Maybe he's got a little bit more to work with. Brad Davis or Derek LeBlanc? I'll say Derek LeBlanc. By the way, I've always been told it's Derek LeBlanc. I have heard several people that are close to him refer to him as Derek LeBlanc. So it may just be one of these that are just hard to say because it looks like LeBlanc, but you hear it's LeBlanc. I don't know why I would hear it was LeBlanc if it's LeBlanc. Sparks Co. says, Pittman mentioned wanting to play some 12 personnel. What are your thoughts on this meshing with the Browse offensive philosophy and given that they're only taking one tight end in this class that already thin at the position group. I guess that they played 12 personnel. For those who don't know, that means one running back, two tight ends. Anytime you hear a personnel grouping, the first number is a running back, second number is a number of tight ends. So one and two. But I guess in that case you would have – maybe it's possible you could line Traylon Burks up as a tight end. I mean, at 6'3", 230, he could do it. And you'd have Hudson Henry in there, and then maybe, you know, you have your wide receiver, your three wide receivers, or your two wide receivers in that case. Um, so maybe that's something that they would talk about. I mean, in the other case, maybe Marcus Henderson is an extra tackle. Maybe it's like more of a jumbo type of deal. There's an extra, you know, basically an extra offensive lineman slash tight end. So maybe that's what he's talking about. But tight end is the thinnest position, so it'd be interesting to if that's the that's what they want to run a lot. Sparks County says, in your opinion, how much, how many touches minimum should Burks be getting each game? not including special teams, not including special teams. Um, Ten. <laughs> I mean, I think they should make a consorted effort to make sure that the ball gets into his hands ten times if they can. I mean, whether it's touches, catches, 
five, six, seven catches a game, three, four, five running opportunities a game. That's kind of what I think. And around Wildcat quarterback. I mean, did he ever touch the – I don't think he touched the ball that many times, including special teams last year. Okay. We've gone through our member questions. Thank you to all you people, our wonderful members. Let's get to your questions here on Facebook. All right. The last thing I can see is, can you see comments today? And I replied, yes, and that's the last thing. (laughs) That's the last thing that I can see, people. So it doesn't look like I can see questions. Let me see if I can go here and backdoor my way to the site and see questions. Hold on one second, everybody. Sorry about that. Last time it was fine, and of course I chime in and say, yes, I can see questions, and then I can't see any more questions. All right, here we go. Maybe there aren't any more questions. 42 comments. Yeah, there are. Why can't I why can't I figure this out, guys? I could check on my phone. How about that? Sorry for the pause. I'm still here. Frustrating. Facebook will just change stuff. Like everything's working fine. And then it's like, we're changing this. And next thing I know, I can't edit a photo when I post a story. I mean, it's just, it's annoying. Like I get if it's messed up, but if it's not, here we go. All right. Trey says, Mike Harris, who do you believe will be the breakout player this year? Who picks Suey for life? I think it'll be Traylon Burks. I think people think that he's good but I don't know that they know how good he could possibly be. I think he really is a special, unique type of player. So I'm going with Traylon Burks. Steven Shoup says Georgia will be able to run the ball against the Hogs' first game. Probably. I mean, Georgia's a much more talented team. Arkansas is going to have to play above themselves to stay in the game. Don Eldred said, returning player who makes the biggest jump from last year to this season. I, again, I think it's Traylon Burks, just mainly because I think they're going to make a real effort to get in the ball, just based on everything Sam Pittman, Kendall Browse has said. Cody Lewis says, we picked Suey from Lake Charles. Hope you're doing well. I know that hurricane was rough. Is Draper a guy you see on the field a lot? Possibly. I mean, I think in an ideal situation, you would like to play your starters about 70% of the time. So that leaves a lot of time if he isn't a starter for him to get on the field. Plus, you have to consider, I mean, Hayden Henry, God love him. He's been injured pretty much every single year, every year. And if he's not, like, out, then he's playing injured. So – he needs to stay healthy, but if he can't, then definitely you could see Levi Draper on the field a lot. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't end up starting. There's still a lot of time to go. Mike, Mark Harris says, Trey, who do you believe will be the very crap player? I mentioned that. Uh, Lance Taylor says, interested to see how they line these guys up for a game. Me too. I think it'll be a 4-2-5 starting out, and then I think you're probably looking at 11 personnel at wide rec- you know, at, with uh, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Jason Doyle says nothing. Let's see. 
That's what I don't like about the phone. Daryl Henry says, do you think we get MJ Daniels? It looks like he's pushing that off to December. That was kind of a weird deal. I think Arkansas and Mississippi State weren't in his final cut list, if I remember. And then suddenly they're the two teams that he's choosing between, and then he pushes back to December. So I'm not sure what happened there. Stephen Connor Glass, uh, Glassell says, try out YouTube Live. I'm thinking about doing that, Stephen. Um, I may do that at some point just to see how it works, but – uh, I know 24-7 likes that we do it on Facebook. So I might try it out. We'll see how that works. I always upload to YouTube afterwards, but uh, I know on YouTube Live I can see the, the comments. So we'll see. Aaron Anderson says, do you think the defensive line will be much more improved this year, more sacks and pressure from the D-line? I would like to think they would be. I mean, if you consider last year, you know, you had Gabe over there who's, you know, probably more of a backup type. Um, Matteo Soli was just a true freshman, played over half the year with a cast on his hand. Zach Williams ended up having um, midseason knee surgery to, to clean some stuff out. You lost Dorian Gerald in the first game. So you consider all of those things. And then and also Eric Gregory would have played last year. He was running the second group. Um, and you also had um, – Jamario Bell missed some time, I believe, with a knee. So, on top of all that, you, you, you fast forward to this year, you got Zach Williams and uh, Eric Gregory and, and Matteo Soli are all a year older now. You'd hope that they're healthy. You also add Jashad Stewart to the mix, who I think brings uh, some some rushing ability off the edge if he, if he plays in. He might be a situational guy, who knows. Uh, but you also add Dorian Gerald back, who didn't play for you last year. You had Julius Coates, who's been one of the – most talked about guys in all of fall camp. And then on the interior, you added Xavier Kelly, um, Jonathan Marshall, who I think should have started last year anyway. You're 300 plus inside, 314, 317 inside. Uh, you're 289 and 265 on the edges. And then you got some guys that can that can get after the quarterback in theory. I mean, Matteo Soli had 25 sacks as a senior. That's impressive uh, and didn't have one last year. So – they absolutely should be better when you factor in all of that. And I think I think they they have a better, more experienced defensive line coach also, especially interior. I mean, I'm not going to say that about Steve Caldwell, but, um, you know, Derek LeBlanc I think is maybe, maybe an overall upgrade and definitely on the interior. All right. Tony Ball says run heavy or balanced offense. It'll be balanced, but it'll be run heavy. There's a lot of different philosophies with how people refer to that. Like Chad Morris would say 50-50, you know, which means you call the same amount of run plays as you call pass plays, which means you're going to end up passing for a lot more yardage because you pick up more yardage usually on pass plays, even with the, you know, incompletions. Uh, Brett Bielema and Dan Enos used to call a balanced being able to run or pass when you need to. Not necessarily that you were going to do 50-50 or 60-40, which is what Houston Nutt did, which I think 60-40 is more balanced. I would call that balanced. You're 60% run, 40% pass, then you're going to end up closer to the same amount of rushing yards and passing yards, right, in theory. But, you know, everybody has a different way that they call it. And if you go back and look at Kendall Browse's offenses, generally they're rushing for more yards than they're passing for. I mean, that year at Baylor when they had 616 yards per game, they were – they were running for over 300 yards per game. And uh, so I think ideally you run for a lot of yards. I mean, ideally, like when Kendall Browse's offense is humming, 
they're going to be like a top five run defense and a top 25 pass – or excuse me, top five run offense and top 25 pass offense. So I think that's that's how it would be ideally. Lance Nern says, "How's the O line looking?" We we kind of went over that, Lance. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over that one. I appreciate the question, but I, I think we answered it for you. Alex Roll says, "Which positions do you think is gonna hurt the most in depth? Linebacker on defense, tight end on offense." Aaron Stalling says, "Update on Marcus Miller. I haven't heard a whole lot. You know, he was a guy that I went out on a limb on and said." projected him as a starter, but I think he's pretty much working with the second group with Isaiah Nichols, still just a redshirt freshman. He's got a ton of ability. I think he's a future starter. I don't know when, maybe next year. But I haven't heard just a whole, whole lot about Marcus Miller just yet. Need to ask about him. Maybe tonight. We get Sam Pittman at 9.30 tonight. Stephen Shope says Sam Pittman will turn the program around, be positive this year with Hogs getting behind the getting behind the Hogs. Michael Wilma says, which freshman do you think has the best chance to contribute? True freshman, I assume you're asking about. I think Miles Slusher could play at safety and at nickel. Linebacker. Andy Boykin maybe could contribute on the defensive line. Maybe Jashad Stewart. Blaine Toll is a possibility at tight end. Marcus Henderson at tight end or tackle. I think more so if he's at tight end. Dominic Johnson could possibly contribute in certain situations. He's actually had a good camp from what we heard. The running back wasn't super highly regarded as a recruit. I would say Marcus Henderson has the best chance on offense and on defense, Miles Slusher. But I don't know that they're, like, leaning on freshmen a lot. Now, last year they did, but I don't know that, like, I don't know if there's anybody I would say this guy's going to start or this guy's going to play a whole, whole lot for him, which I think is probably a good thing. I don't think that's an indictment on the talent in the freshman class. I think it just says a lot more about what you have returning. Thank you to all our members for getting your questions in. I appreciate that. Um, thank you to all you guys on Facebook for your questions as well. And we'll be back with you guys next week on Monday. We'll be back on a, a regular schedule. We were off this past Monday because of Labor Day, but we'll be back on Monday and hopefully have some more stuff to talk about. Partial type of scrimmage is a possibility. Um, again, I want to remind everybody, go ahead and sign up for this two months uh, for $1 offer. It is a great deal. I mean, we're talking about two pennies, less than two pennies. I mean, less than two pennies a, a day and just over a dime a week. That is a heck of a deal. So if you've ever wondered what you're what you're missing at Hog Sports for our VIP subscribers, you like the show, you like what we do on Drive Time, all the other free stuff that you see that we put out. We do put out some free content. But if you're wondering about Danny West insider recruiting information, some of the stuff we're hearing from the inside from practice on the Razorbacks, uh, all the late-breaking news that we come up with, our great community, the Razor's Edge, if you're wondering all about all that stuff, you're wondering why, you know, what you're missing out on, then this is a fantastic time to sign up. And the good thing about this two months for $1 is after the two months are over, you decide you like it, what you're going to, and you're, you know, you're, you're off a promo, you're eligible for CBS All Access for free, commercial-free CBS All Access. It's a $99 annual value that you get as long as you're subscribed to hogsports.com you know, and you're not on any other kind of promo. It's free. It's fantastic, especially it would be good for football season because you got the CBS games, uh, but you also have a huge library of movies, all of their shows, which, again, you can watch commercial-free. 
So that's a heck of an offer also uh, alone. So sign up two months for $1. Great deal. You're going to be glad you did. Also, plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure if you haven't thrown us a emoji, a like, or something like that, then go ahead and do so already. Certainly appreciate that from you. Appreciate everybody interacting with the video, sharing the video with other people you think might like it. Uh, definitely helps get our reach out there, that grassroots methods. Uh, also available on YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up if you like it. Please don't give us a thumbs down. Somebody out there likes to give us a thumbs down, but most people give us a thumbs up, and I appreciate that, certainly. Also interact with the video there, and I try to you know, come back and answer questions on YouTube also if I see a good one. And, um, yeah, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you're subscribed to us already on Apple Podcasts but you haven't left a review, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom. And you'll see where you can leave uh, a five-star rating and say something nice in the comment section that other people can see and they know what to expect from Hog Sports. And it helps boost the channel up when anybody searches on Arkansas Razorback. If you're first time looking on Apple Podcasts, if you want to just pop over there right now, you're watching the video, you want to help support the site, then pop over there. And if you're not subscribed, then it just it shows up at the top. So you don't have to scroll down. You can just hit the five-star and, uh, and throw a review in there also. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. And that pretty much does it, everybody. We went about an hour today, about an hour. So the shows have gotten a little bit longer because we've had a little bit more to talk about. And, um, yeah, really one more week after this of fall camp. And then the next week you dive into Georgia full. I mean, technically two weeks of fall camp. But really it ends it ends after this week, this coming week. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to the, thanks to the subscribers. Thanks to you new subscribers who are going to sign up for this two months for $1 deal. And we'll be back with you guys on Monday. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.